football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game, and he's right here. Right now. Hey, yeah, here we go. What to do, what to do. Howdy, folks. Welcome into the show on a Wednesday. Boy, that's the pro way to start a show, isn't it? What to do, what to do. Howdy, folks. Yeah, welcome in on a Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents all over the state of Mississippi, available to you in all 82 counties. Now, if you're tuning in, first of all, thanks. We're going to need you today. I appreciate you being a part of the show. And there are several ways that you can be a part of the show. And then I hope you will be a part of the show. If you're tuning in on the live stream, hey, everybody. How about those hogs last night? Hog Jow's a happy man. He's a happy man. And I'm not talking about the country-pleasing hog. I'm talking about the Razorback hogs. They upset number one Auburn last night in men's basketball. Watch some of that. Heck of a scene. You know, if you're going to storm the court, though, you got to let the other team get off the court first. That's all I'm going to say about that. Poor kids for Auburn almost got run over. Anyway, more on that in just a bit. So, uh, yeah, feel free to text, call. Text me on the country, please, and text line, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number. Uh, Hogjowl says, uh, Matt, I can't imagine my life without sports. He just texted me this. First text of the day, not surprised it comes from Hogjowl on the country, please, and text line. Um, can't imagine my life without sports, says Hogjow. He says, I love my Lord, my family, music, and sports, especially the Razorbacks. My most fond memories outside of my family is the great sports memories I have. I'll always remember the amazing game last night. Go Hogs. It was amazing. Overtime win for Arkansas for number one Auburn. Unbelievable crowd of 20,000 plus at Bud Walton Arena. That's what it's supposed to look like right there, folks. That's what it's supposed to look like. Arkansas is having a fun year, aren't they? In a lot of ways. Uh, I just mean, like, kind of overall, I say year. You go back to last spring, baseball was great in the fall. Football was a lot of fun for Arkansas. And and now look at basketball. They're picking it up. Got to win. So, yeah, outstanding. Outstanding. More on that in a bit. I, I need to disclose some information for y'all. There's, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's two people here on this side of the microphone and the screen. There's, there's me and the producer, who normally it's, you know, Uncle Bill, Cowboy Bill, but today it's not Bill. Today it's somebody else. A voice from <laughs> Matt Wyatt shows past. He used to be the better half of the gridiron. That one doesn't exist anymore. His name is Beaver. And he's with us today for two hours. Beaver, I'm glad you're here, man. What's up? At last, Matt Wyatt, we meet again. For the first time for the last time. (laughs) At long last. I thought you were going to give me the Michael Scott. My, 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 how the turntables. And then awkward pause. Well, how have things been going for you since last time I talked to you? It's been good. Yeah? It's been good. What about you? Yeah, good. Click along. You know, we went back to two hours here on the show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You really abandoned us for that final hour, just like one Christopher Brooks. <laughs> I'm still not going to let that go. I was telling Uncle Bill just last week, actually. I, t- I said, you know what? I need to come on and tell Matt again. Just continue to give him grief 
yeah. about that. Just yeah. continue to lump him in with mm-hmm. Chris. With Chris, yeah. I did, you know, I knew you were going to be here today, and then I sent you a text a little while ago, and and then right after that I saw like a tweet or something from Chris Brooks. And of course, it's his new job. It, I think it's related to his new job is covering recruiting, but I saw it and I thought, now what kind of stunt can I pull today? Beaver's here. What can we? What kind of stunt can we do to pull to pick on Chris Brooks? And I just thought, you know, what's the point in that? We don't get to hear from him. Yeah. I'd have to call him to see if he heard it. And then he'd go, no, nah, I didn't hear it. And then I'd feel bad and be like, well, he doesn't even listen anymore. So I just decided to drop the idea. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. Even if you called him. Mm. He wouldn't answer because <laughs> he is a big leaguean butt face these days, man. <laughs> Seriously, three three messages in a row now. What? He has just ignored my messages completely. You're kidding me. And they're they're not just texts, man. They're audio messages. I, I speak to him, and it, nothing. I mean, do you think it could be that Chris doesn't know how to play the audio message? Like he's (laughs) (laughs) old-fashioned. He doesn't know what they are. I will say, Beaver, you, you, I have two friends, period, in my life, period, end of story, who send me voice messages like that instead of a text. They just speak it. And it's you, and I'm married to the other one. (laughs) Nice. You and Annabeth are the ones that... When I get a message from you, I don't. I almost never get just a straight up text message from you. It, you always speak it into the phone. Is that a convenience thing for you? What is that? Well, you know, sometimes I need to say things that require certain emphasis. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of times, you know, it's a lot to say too. Well, you know, it's an interesting point you're bringing up here. There's that. You, so you're placing an importance on the. It's verbal communication, but it's 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 the nonverbal part of it. It's the inflection in your voice. It's the pause when there needs to be a pause so for emphasis, right? That's a very radio way to go about stuff. And maybe you're onto something, Beaver. Maybe those of us in the radio business, we should be voicing all of our messages instead of typing them out. Yeah, I, uh, some his texts can be taken you know the wrong way sometimes matt sure and if you need something if you need to put emphasis on something or a certain inflection you know Mm. you may be trying to say something funny and then the other person's not going to you know really get it unless you speak it that's my thinking well it's like you saying the word emphasis um i mean if you type that in a text the word is emphasis but it's funny when you say it because it's sarcastic. Hmm. See? I mean, sarcasm doesn't come through in a lot of actual text either. We're kind of right. going down a path here. I didn't know we were going to go, but I think you're on to something. Hmm. It's like we're in the voice world. Maybe we ought to be sending our voice out there on text messages. Let yeah. me start trying that and see how it works. Do it. I know this. It ain't going to work with Chris Brooks. According to beaver (laughs) um hey and the other thing about it too beaver is is punctuation you know if you voice it and send your voice actually saying it you don't have to fool with punctuation yeah right because we get texts on the country please and text line here on the show where there is no punctuation 
And sometimes it totally throws you off the trail of what they're trying to say because there's no period or there's a comma in the wrong place, you know? Well, I'll let you in on something, though, Matt. I have before, on more than one occasion, when sending a voice message, I have actually said the word comma. Mm -hmm. Or exclamation point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, which is awkward if anybody hears you do it. (laughs) right yep (laughs) hey beaver comma (laughs) exactly (laughs) hey matt wyatt comma how is it going question mark (laughs) what's up with chris brooks these days exclamation point question mark (laughs) three exclamation points (laughs) dot 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 (laughs) oh man you got a great point there Punctuation is very important. I saw this kid wearing a T-shirt one time, Beaver, and on the front of the T-shirt it said, it said punctuation is important, and then it goes, let's eat, comma, grandma. <laughs> and on the back, it said it again without the comma. <laughs> it just made, oh. you know, it just made totally, totally one – with or without the comma made a big difference. Yeah, another one I saw once was, uh, you know, the comedian Steve Martin. Um, and he he tweeted, and it just said, something's wrong with my colon. And then right under that, he just had a semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's a very Steve Martin tweet right there, uh, very much. Okay, uh, let me hit some of the text messages to start us off, and then I'm going to get you into who has been invited to the NFL comp. Well, yeah, yeah, the NFL Combine, Scouting Combine is going to happen later this month. Uh, a bunch of guys. I'm talking a bunch. You can't even count them on one hand, the number of players from Ole Miss that are going to go and participate in the Combine. You've got three from Mississippi State. And when I first read it the first time, I thought it was two, but there's actually three state guys going to the Combine. We'll tell you who those are, but I want to hit some text first. Paul text the show and he goes uh matt who are your picks tonight in basketball state and Ole miss both need a w yeah what state is hosting tennessee tonight and uh you know they need a crowd that's a top 25 team coming in there and you're right given that you know you lost on the road at arkansas you hadn't won a road game all year so you need to win some home games but uh hosting 19th ranked tennessee tennessee's better just say it like it is they're better than state state can pull it off at home um, and State's been a much better team at home. You know, given what you've seen from State, it's hard to just run out here and pick them. But I kind of lean – it's hard to do it, but you want to lean that way because it's such a must-win, it seems like, for State. They've got to to start making some – up some ground with some upsets if they want to get back into the tournament conversation, uh, Paul. And then the other thing is Ole Miss hosting Alabama tonight. And I don't know what to think about Alabama. They they seem to be such a different team away from Tuscaloosa than they are in Tuscaloosa. You know, they beat number four Baylor in Tuscaloosa, played Kentucky close in Tuscaloosa, beat LSU in Tuscaloosa. And then they've gone on the road and they've lost some games. Of course, lost in Starkville. So I don't know. It's Alabama's a little bit bigger favorite on the road at Ole Miss than than Tennessee is at State tonight. It's hard to pick either one of them, State or Ole Miss. They're playing teams that are better than them. That's just kind of what it is. You're, you're sitting here. If I'm being honest with you, Paul, you're just hoping for an upset. That's the way it looks to me. Let's see. Warren with a text, country please, and text line. He goes, hey, Matt and Beaver, who do y'all have in the Super Bowl? 
I've got uh, the Bengals taking on the Rams. Uh, who do you got in the Super Bowl? No, I'm kidding. I know what you meant. I'm going to pick the Rams. Matthew Stafford gets the ring after all those years trudging along in Detroit, and he has a magic season his first year in L.A. Beaver, who's your Super Bowl pick? Oh, man. I am pulling hard, hard for the Bengals. Hmm. But I think the Rams are going to win it. Okay. You go, yeah, you, your head tells you Rams, your heart is all who day. Yeah. Okay. I got you. What is it about the Bengals that makes you like pull for them, want them to win? Joey Burrs. You like that guy, huh? I really, really like that guy. Yeah. I mean, I liked him in college, but this season, because, you know, he had that horrible injury last yeah, year. Yeah, right. And I didn't realize that I have this deep, love for him until game one of this past season I was over at my friend's house and we were watching a game it wasn't the Bengals game but I saw on the bottom line they had the stats and it popped up his his numbers they were playing the Vikings and he put up these magnificent stats Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm sitting there with my friend and I literally jumped off the couch and screamed Yes, Joey Burrs. I'm so happy for that kid. And it was out of nowhere. I had no idea. I even had no idea that I had such a deep love for him. And I said, I've got to get a Joey Burrs uh, shirt, a jersey. And it took me 17 weeks, but I finally got that jersey shirt. You you did get one. Yeah, I've been sporting. I sported that all throughout the playoffs, every game day throughout their playoffs. Did you uh, cut the sleeves off? On this one, not yet. Not yet. It's coming, but since it's new, I wanted to keep it intact for a while. Okay, but it is possible. It oh, may yeah. happen. I got you. I had a yeah, I had a sound clip of that song. Whenever we would talk about Joe Burrow, I'd play it. It was the Joe Cool. Remember when they sang Joe Cool on the uh, about Snoopy? Mm-hmm. It's on here somewhere. I just I don't know what I did with it. I was I was going to play the song for it. Oh, there it is, Joe Cool. All right. His teammates have nicknamed him Joe Burr, as in he's cool, got ice water in his veins, like Burr, I'm cold. What do you think about that nickname? Mm, mm. I prefer mine. I call him Joey Burrs. Joey Burrs. <laughs> I just like Joe Cool. Well, for me, Joe Cool is and always will be Joe Montana's nickname. Mm. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't let Burrow have that. Yeah, right. He's the original Joe Cool. I mean, definitely. Maybe the most accurate quarterback you've ever seen play in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowls that Joe Montana played in, he, like, never made a mistake in a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it almost sounds like you're, it, it's, you know, you're making it up strictly for emphasis. No, no, no. Talk to his coaches. Go back and watch the film. Some of them will tell you, hey, Joe Montana never made a single mistake in any of the Super Bowls he ever played in. You go, well, he had incompletions. Yeah, but it wasn't him. <laughs> he was he was kind of the original for sure. Hoghead Cheese got jokes on the Country Pleasing Text. He says, hey, Beef, tell Matt about the eight-point doe that was killed in Alabama yesterday. Is that a true story? Or are you just making that up? Uh, Squess says, my main man, Beef, is in today. Brooks is a loser. 
White Denzel says the Simpsons already predicted the winner. Bengals will win. 34-31. Yeah, somebody, people believe the Simpsons have been out here predicting what's going to happen. Like they, they had the time, somebody's got the time machine there, like in Back to the Future. And Bayou Bengal Babe says, I'm with you, Beeb. Go Joe, spelled appropriately J-E-A-U-X. Now, let's jump over to the live stream. Hey, y'all. Hey, look at here. Jimmy on YouTube said, Matt, that was good content about Charles Cross on your YouTube channel. Hey, y'all on the show, I warned you about this uh, maybe a week or so ago and finally got it posted. But yeah, there's a, a new video on the YouTube channel covering sort of the conversation about Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Some people projecting him to go in the first round very high in the top 10 picks, top five picks. And there are a few mock drafts saying he's actually going to go one overall to the Jaguars including one that came out this week. And so we covered some of that, but there's film study in that video, watching film of Charles Cross while Matt Stinchcomb of ESPN and the SEC Network breaks it down for you. And Matt is a former first-round draft pick at Offensive Tackle himself. You'll enjoy that. There's some stuff in there from Mason Miller, uh, Cross's position coach at Mississippi State. So if you're into sort of the football deep dive stuff, uh, you may enjoy that. And it's available for you right now on the YouTube channel. Thanks, Jimmy. Will on YouTube said, what's the worst vacation you've ever had, Matt? I think Brian Harson is having his worst vacation right now. Yeah, and there's another story now about Auburn, some sort of something, another update on their deliberations and all this. I mean, how do you – I don't know how in the world you bring that guy back and pretend as though you're going to continue down the same path after all this. Now, Jimmy told him it might be the best time to vacation ever. Yeah, maybe he knew it was coming. Uh, tip of the cap to Brian. Hey, Brian on Facebook and Debbie, they're tuned in today. Appreciate y'all being here. Uh, Danny on YouTube said, going to pull for the Bengals. I like the connection Burrow has to Amory, Mississippi. His Kim folks are there. That's true, but I would submit to you Cam Akers, running back, starter, Los Angeles Rams, actually played and went to high school at Clinton High School right here in the metro, right here in Mississippi. See, that's what's interesting to me. Everybody's like, hey, don't, I mean, I'm pull for Joe Burrow. He's got Mississippi connections. Uh, Cam Akers. What's the, what's the deal? What are we doing? <laughs> Plus, I like Matt Stafford. Now, Aaron... On YouTube says, could you do another film study on Matt Corral? I do think that's warranted because now we have another year of film, of plays and things that he's made. Um, yeah, and you know we're about to see him in a combine, and now would be a good time to go back and do that, Aaron. So I'll try to work on that over the next few weeks. Really do appreciate it. Danny did say he wouldn't be upset if the Rams win. It'd be cool to see Stafford hoist the trophy. Uh, I agree. I think it'd be really neat to see that happen. Hog Jowl says, you got to love Burrow. He's one cool guy, but the Rams' defensive line is much better than the Chiefs' line, and the Chiefs sacked him nine times. I think the Rams win by double digits. Actually, you may be getting the info there mixed up, Hog Jowl. I know that in that first playoff game, well, actually the second, you know, so you look at the path for the Bengals. The first one, they hosted the Raiders in Cincinnati, beat them, and it was a good ball game, and then turn around and go to – Tennessee played the Titans in Nashville the, the next week because the Titans had the first round bye. 
the Titans had nine sacks and lost the game because their own quarterback, Tannehill, turned it over three times, crucially. If you had, Well, one of them was the first play of the game, but some others that were crucial. But Bengals find a way to win in spite of being sacked nine times in Nashville. And then against the Chiefs in Kansas City, I don't think the Chiefs were able to sack him nearly as, as, as much as the week before Tennessee. Maybe it was like one or two. No joke. So the Chiefs didn't sack him as much. He just didn't get there. Had a chance to. In fact, Chris Jones had two different times that he should have sacked Joe Burrow. Had him. He's free to him and somehow let him squeeze out of there. But the Rams' defense is for real. I mean, you know, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, the same defensive front. Give me a reason you shouldn't win that battle. They should, for sure. Looking forward to it this week. And uh, I tell you what we'll do. We'll come back. I didn't. I had some sound bites I wanted you to hear from these guys at Super Bowl Media Day, and we didn't get to it yesterday. But it included Joe Burrow, Sean McVay, Stafford from the Rams. Here's some of that. Oh, by the way, too. Just side note. Did you know Brady did an interview? Tom Brady did an interview. He said, "Yeah, I'm at peace with my decision." And then he comes back later and sort of left the door open to a return. <laughs> Well, you never say never. <laughs> and we'll get into all of that, too. All right, so we're off to a good start. We've welcomed Beaver back to the show. You are in on your comments on the live stream and via the country-pleasing text line. And so next, we'll jump into some info. Who's going to the combine? I'll tell you who. Y'all stick around. Back to the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. We're staying connected to you because of Seaspire, the number one network in Mississippi. Seaspire, customer inspired. Y'all shoot me a text there on the country, please, and text line. We'll get them in. Uh, Nick on the country pleasing sausage text line. He said, when it comes to the acres thing, it's all about the QB and football, Matt. He said, Daryl Henderson and Mike Hilton also have Mississippi ties, but they don't carry sway like a quarterback. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. It's those QBs, isn't it? Like those of us who are maybe just sort of like fans of the game. We only watch the Super Bowl. We're not diehards. And you'll go, okay, who are the quarterbacks? It's Burrow versus Stafford. And then, boom, you, you pick one of those, and then, and then you watch the game, right? Nick, I think you're on to something there. You're probably, you're probably right about that. All right, some folks who want to play in the Super Bowl someday, they got an invite to the combine. Let's talk football. Okay. At NFL.com, they've got the entire list of players who are going to participate in this year's NFL Scouting Combine. If you go over there, just go to NFL.com. You'll be the first link that you can click. And then there's several different ways to divide it. You can just look at all the names, or you can click and divide them by position. So you can look at all the quarterbacks and all the linemen and all this and or you can click school and it'll divide 
you know, who all from every school is going to go to the combine. So you scroll down, and you need to go to M for Mississippi. You know, some websites and their databases and their spreadsheets, they recognize the University of Mississippi as Ole Miss, and they'll put them into the O category. Alphabetically, they'll be O. But not here. At NFL.com, they are not Ole Miss. They are Mississippi. And then you got Mississippi State. All right, so from Mississippi, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players off of that Ole Miss team that are going to participate in this year's NFL Combine. Eight different guys. Offensive lineman Ben Brown. Linebacker Chance Campbell. Running back Snoop Connor. Quarterback Matt Corral. Receiver Dontario Drummond. Running back Jerry and Ely. Receiver Braylon Sanders. And defensive lineman Sam Williams. So eight different players from Ole Miss are going to go to the Combine and participate. Eight different guys. Tell you what, now uh, that that's on up there. I've got a list here of who had the most, and but they're up there with the uh, some schools that you have the most guys going to the combat. It kind of tells you veteran players, older guys. They were led by these guys, and eight different guys off that Ole Miss team are in the combine. You know, and and I'm, you know, you know this. You don't get invited to the combine unless you're, you know an interesting prospect to all these pro teams. They don't invite you just because they need somebody. You're you're they're really going to evaluate you to see you know, they like what you've done on the field and now we want to see how high you jump and how fast you run on a laser. Mississippi State, three players from state are going to participate in the combine. Obviously Charles Cross, offensive tackle. A chance of going to go top 10, top 5, some say he might go number 1 overall. We'll see. Defensive back Martin Emerson. I didn't notice this. That uh, I'm sure it's an you know an official paperwork database thing. But you know, in his entire career at State, uh, Emerson went by his first name of Martin. He was Martin Emerson. But on this deal for the combine, he is MJ. It's M. It's initials MJ Emerson. So Emerson, and then uh, receiver Makai Polk who, leaving school early, he's got more eligibility left. You know, we talked about it here on the show. Coach Steve Spurrier Jr. said that he didn't think it was a smart decision for him to go ahead and go now, but he's doing it. All right, so Cross, Emerson, and Polk from State, and then eight guys from Ole Miss going to the combine. Brown, Campbell, Connor, Corral, Drummond, Ely, Sanders, and Williams. You know, a few others, let me uh, let me give you a uh, a couple of, well well let me before I go through the names let me give you this nugget on the eight players from Ole Miss at the combine that is tied for fourth most of any school all right get this Georgia has the most players at the combine 14 Georgia players at the combine they get the most second most would be a tie between Alabama and Oklahoma each of those has 11 players at the combine in third place, with nine players at the combine, you got Texas A&M and LSU, both with nine. And then five different teams sending eight players to the combine. That is the fourth most. And that would be Arizona State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Ole Miss, 
and Penn State. Okay, right behind them. With seven players at the Combine, three different teams, Baylor, Kentucky, and Ohio State. A group of teams with six players at the Combine include Iowa State, Oregon, San Diego State, Virginia Tech. That's with six. And Arkansas has five players at the Combine, as does North Carolina, Notre Dame, UCLA, and USC. So like I said, you know, having eight people there, some of the most. So let's look at SEC teams from Alabama. These are players that are participating in the NFL Combine. You'll be able to watch live coverage of that if you get it, whether you're a cord cutter or not. By the way, by the way, hey, hey, Beaver, by the way, I got something for you. Beaver, today is National Cord Cutters Day. Okay. you Have you cut the cord and gone to streaming only? No, I still have uh, Schmick Schminity. Okay. <laughs> I decided to tell you, you could join us, and today would be like you're celebrating a day with us. Just saying. Well, now I feel left out. <laughs> well, don't, because all of this is just filler, really. It doesn't matter. It's not like nobody's. It's not like we're getting a cake for it, you know? <laughs> okay, uh, for Alabama, linebacker Christopher Allen, defensive back Jalen Armour Davis, receiver Slade Bolden, linebacker Christian Harris. He'll go. He'll be a high draft pick. DB Josh Job, defensive lineman Fadarian Mathis, big time prospect. Now, receiver John Mechie. You know, Mechie injured his knee back in the football season, and I don't know if he's able to go through stuff at the combine in terms of running, but he's on the list. All right, offensive tackle Evan Neal. Most people feel like Evan Neal from Alabama and Charles Cross from State are the top two offensive linemen in this draft, but Evan Neal, he, he's a potential to go number one overall also. And then in Alabama, LeBron Ray, Brian Robinson, the running back. Ray, by the way, the defensive lineman. And then the receiver, Jamison Williams, who injured his knee, you know, in the title game. But he'll be a first-rounder most likely to transfer from, uh, from Ohio State. Auburn has three players at the combine. Linebacker Zacoby McClain, defensive back Roger McCreary, who most people project as a first-round corner. And then uh, Safety Smoke Monday, who is on the all-name team as well. Florida has four players at the combine. D-lineman Zach Carter, DB Kair Elam, linebacker Jeremiah Moon, and running back Damian Pierce, who had a big week at the Senior Bowl last week. There was highlight after highlight, and everybody oohing and on over Pierce, this running back out of Florida who nobody knew about. I'm just going to read you the names. Look, when you're Georgia and you're the national champion, you have 14 players going to the combine. Even your punter goes. I didn't know that kickers and punters went to the NFL combine. There's one on here. Georgia punter Jake Camarda is going to the combine. What's he going to do? Is he going to run a 40? Show me video of that. <laughs> Lewis Seen, a defensive back who I thought was fantastic in the national title game. He's getting to go. Running back James Cook, who had that 67-yard run in the title game. He'll be there. D-lineman Jordan Davis. Linebacker N'Kobe Dean from uh, DeSoto County, Mississippi. Defensive back Darian Kendrick. Receiver George Pickens. A couple of offensive linemen, Jamari Saylor and um, – I'm sorry, Salier and Justin Schaefer. Linebackers Channing Tindall and Quay Walker. D-lineman Trevon Walker. Running back Zamir White, who got the most carries – in the title game. 
and the defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt. No relation. That's your Georgia guys. Uh, Kentucky players. I told you they've got seven. They got three offensive linemen from Kentucky going to the combine. Luke Fortner, Darren Kennard, and uh, Dari Rosenthal. They've got two defensive linemen from Kentucky going. Marquine McCall and Joshua, uh, Josh Paschal. It says Joshua, but he goes by Josh. Uh, Wandale Robinson, the receiver. He's a big-time player. And then defensive back, uh, Yusuf Corker. He'll be there also. LSU with one, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine players, including the kicker. LSU's kicker is going to the combine. Cade York. You've got uh, linebacker uh, Demond Clark, running back Ty Davis Price, three offensive linemen from LSU: Austin Deculus, Chase and Hines, Ed Ingram, a couple of DBs: Cordell Flott and Derek Stingley. Stingley, who will be a top five pick, and defensive lineman Neil Farrell from LSU. Also, now there are others from the SEC, obviously, and I haven't gotten to all of them. Let's see: two players from Memphis are going to go. Um. And I can look at some of the others. You still got – does South Carolina and Vandy send anybody? Yeah, South Carolina sent three players. And I guess Vandy didn't send any, did they? Of course, Texas A&M sent a bunch. Yeah, no Vanderbilt players are going to the combine. All right. What about basketball tonight? Somebody mentioned it earlier here on the show. It is a big deal for both State and Ole Miss. A short preview coming up. Stick around. football so does he it's the matt wyatt show nobody breaks down quarterback play better than him and he's right here right now all right rolling along with you here on a wednesday thanks for tuning in if you're on the live stream or texting me however you're being a part of the show i do appreciate it got the phone line open to you so give me a call on the divinity equipment phone line divinity equipment in madison and in jackson you're Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., means Davini's been doing it better, longer than anyone else, right here at home at Davini. So the number to call me on the Davini phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Give me a call. Whatever you want to get into is fine with me. There was a one more question about um, all these players going to the combine, lots of running backs and receivers, as you can imagine. And just going to the combine does not mean you're going to get drafted. But uh, quarterbacks, 10, 12, 14, 15 quarterbacks are going to that combine. It obviously does include Matt Corral, threat to go in the first round. Sam Howell, North Carolina, another guy people project as somebody going out there and taking him in the first round. Tell you who Howell reminds me of. Oh, what was that guy's name? The guy out of Oklahoma State a few years ago who went to Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph. That's who Sam Howell reminds me of. Uh, let's see. Others. Kenny Pickett, obviously out of Pittsburgh. Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. And then Malik Willis out of Liberty who there are lots of projections of him going in the first round. You know, you watch some of the film. He was outstanding against their competition at Liberty, but 
stepping into some games against bigger, better competition, like when they played Ole Miss, he didn't look that good because he didn't have much around him. <laughs> but all the tools are certainly there. Now, other quarterbacks, they were going to that combine. Cole Kelly from southeastern Louisiana. Y'all remember that name? That's that big 280-pound quarterback used to be at Arkansas. Transferred to Selah. Yep, Cole Kelly, the same guy. He'll be at the combine. Dustin Crum, Kent State. Jack Cohn from Notre Dame. Caleb uh, Ellaby from Western Michigan. De'Eric King, Miami. E.J. Perry from Brown. Brock Purdy, Iowa State. Carson Strong, Nevada. Scott Thompson, Kansas State. And Bailey Zappa, Western Kentucky, who threw for a million yards in the air raid offense at uh, at Western Kentucky. Okay, so somebody had asked me about quarterbacks, and there's the list of QBs going to the combine. All right, um, basketball tonight, men's basketball tonight. Here on Wednesday in the SEC, there's only three games. It is 5.30 tip between Florida and Georgia. Florida is hosting Georgia in Gainesville. Florida, a big favorite. Georgia is not any good. They are 1-9 in the SEC. Although they scared the daylights out of Auburn recently, and, and their one win was over Alabama. Speaking of Alabama, they are in Oxford tonight at the Pavilion. 7.30 central tip between Ole Miss and Alabama. Uh, Alabama's 14-9. and nine. They are 4-6, and six, two games below 500 in the SEC. Ole Miss is 12-11, and 3-7. So overall, Ole Miss is a game above 500 in the SEC. They're four games below. And then the late game tonight, 8 central time tip. Mississippi State hosting 19th ranked Tennessee. Tennessee a one-point favorite. Game will be on television on ESPN2. By the way, that Ole Miss game is on the SEC Network. The Tennessee-Mississippi State game tonight at the Hump, 8 o'clock. It's on ESPN2. Of course, you can and should listen to the radio if you listen to Neil and Coach Williams. We'll come away knowing a little more about basketball than if we don't listen to them. And the pregame on the radio will start 30 minutes ahead. So wherever you're hearing my voice right now live on the radio or even on demand on the radio, you'll hear pregame starts tonight around 730 Last night in the SEC, and, and I mentioned this earlier, but it was just an incredible game. Arkansas beat number one Auburn in overtime. It was at Bud Walton Arena, and the crowd was incredible. When they won it, they stormed the court. There was a breakaway dunk as time expired in overtime, and the minute that he dunked that ball and the buzzer went off, the kid who dunked it, his feet are barely even on the floor coming down from hanging on to the rim when the students, the Arkansas fans and students, were pouring onto the floor. The entire Auburn team was still on the floor. <laughs> and it's just, you know, they'll get fined. Nobody cares about the fine, and they will get fined. It is what it is. It's money. But, you know, really and truly, from a safety standpoint, it's not great when the visiting team or the losing team, the visiting team is still out there and all of a sudden just whoosh, everybody storms the floor and they're all around them. They had to get security out there to make a lane for them. Okay, but so nothing happened. I'm just saying. It's not like any of them got hurt. But 
Did you hear Eric Musselman, the coach for Arkansas, in his interview after the game? They have, he was in the tunnel over there, and the celebration was going on. It was right after it was over, and he pointed out. He said, they, meaning Auburn, danced on our logo before the game, in the pregame, and we watched it. <laughs> so I'll say this. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how confident you are. You're going to go to somebody else's floor and dance around on their logo and make a show of it in the pregame? You better win. That's all, that's all I'll say about that. But the other thing I'll say is I'm not that surprised. Okay? There's no question Bruce Pearl is a, is a heck of a coach. Put a team together, recruit it, no question about it. Coach them to win ball games and have confidence, no question about it. But did you see how he behaved after they beat Alabama? Let's be honest. Bruce Pearl can behave like a real idiot sometimes. <laughs> okay? And I'm not it's not passing judgment. I'm I'm sure plenty of times I behave like an idiot. You too. Probably all do. Okay? But that does not exclude him. There are times when he behaves like an idiot. And after they beat Alabama and he's dancing around doing a karate kid and just acting like a complete idiot. And he's the coach. Okay? Well, Maybe sometimes when you're a coach, and even if if it's after a big win, you act like an idiot, okay, like a fool, like a goofball. Maybe, just maybe, it opens the door to your team doing that at some point too. And a few games later, you go on the road, and they act like goofballs, and in the pregame, dance on the other team's logo, and then proceed to lose in overtime. Now, Auburn may go win the whole thing this year, and this may not matter. But it mattered to Arkansas last night. And it sure was fun to watch. Put it that way. Uh, Kentucky beat South Carolina on the road by 10. LSU uh, beat Texas A&M on the road. Well, they they hung on to beat uh, Texas A&M on the road by 8. But see, LSU was up by by 20 points at halftime. LSU was up 36-16 to at halftime last night and proceeded to give up 52 second-half points but held on for an eight-point win. So LSU is a game closer to being back to 500 in the SEC, moving to 5-6 and six in the league. And Missouri went on the road last night to Nashville, and Jerry Stackhouse's Commodores beat Missouri 70-62. So, so Vanderbilt goes to 13-10. and 10. And Vandy is five and six in the SEC. Very respectable job that they're they're doing there at Vanderbilt. It dropped Missouri to nine and fourteen. It's one of those teams states fixing to have to go on the road and play. Well, they're actually going to play states going to play Missouri twice. And what in back to back games? Play them in start. We'll turn around and go to Missouri and play them there because they had to shuffle the schedule around games getting postponed and stuff earlier in the year. Anyway, that's hoops. What was it? All right, Will on uh, YouTube said Bruce Pearl looked sweatier than his players last night. Maybe that was the whole problem. (laughs) That man sweats, you know, and they have – the coaches have started dressing down now in basketball. You don't see the suits anymore, do you? I mean, you think about this, how it's changed. Rick – I don't know that – especially in a conference game. I don't know that Rick Stansberry, during the time he was the head coach at Mississippi State, 
he he every SEC regular season game he ever coached in, he had a suit and tie on. And so did the assistant coaches. It's just what everybody did. And you take it off, but he still have the shirt and the tie on, right? Talking about the coat. Uh, and, and so early on, in, then you look at next generation coaches, early on, Bruce Pearl at Auburn. What was he? He was a suit and tie guy. <laughs> and, and, and there were lots of jokes. As he'd sweat right through it. He'd be wearing this suit coat and just wringing wet with sweat, right? Well, they've all started dressing down now. I mean, is any are there any SEC coaches, basketball coaches, wearing a suit and tie anymore? I don't care one way or the other. I'm just saying I've, I've observed that. Be honest with you, the suit and tie thing's stupid to begin with. It's stupid for broadcasters. I've done enough of that TV stuff years ago when I had hair, and even since then, some of the stuff, once the SEC Network started in 2014, calling some games on TV stuff where they... They put you, you're at a ballpark or something. They put you in a suit and tie. It's stupid. <laughs> How you going to go call a baseball game in a suit and tie and you're the only person within 10 square miles that day wearing a suit and tie? Doesn't make any sense. And just as I say that, I look and there's Jerry Stackhouse, Vanderbilt's coach last night. He's wearing a suit and tie. They're at their uh, arena in Nashville. I guess not all have dressing down. Hour two coming up, Instagram. 